Hello and welcome to episode 22 of the Low Back Pain Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Grant Elliott with Rehab Fix Online Low Back Program. And today's topic is, should you or can you continue training either with a low back injury or while going through low back rehab? Last episode, we discussed how movement makes you smarter. Exercise makes you smarter. All of the beneficial effects of movement and exercise as a whole and how it's a key component to being a healthy, smarter human being in the most superior version of yourself. So taking movement away from someone for the most part, and this is what we're going to dive into, for the most part is a bad idea. You don't want to take movement away from someone. But if you're dealing with a low back issue, or you're ready to start rehab, you're in rehab, or you're going through rehab, should you keep training or should you stop everything and should you only focus on the rehab? I thought that this would be an important topic to cover because this is literally a question I get every single client's call that I have. Every single new client I get, um, once we go through the enrollment process and everything's set up, I am always asked, Grant, okay, can I keep training? Can I keep doing my workouts? And I'm going to tell you my exact answer to my new clients. And I'll get into some specifics, of course. This podcast isn't just going to be two minutes or less, but we're going to get to some specifics. But here is the exact answer I tell them. And if you are on the fence and you haven't committed yet and you decide to work with me and we're talking and you ask me this question, I'm going to tell you the exact same thing that I tell everyone else and the exact same thing that I'm going to say right now. Here's the answer. Can you or should you continue to train while going through a low back rehab program? Yes, if it is something that your low back or your body as a whole is already used to and adapted to doing and it does not increase your symptoms to a degree to where they linger after the activity is done. So let me give you a couple examples. Let's, let's make this applicable and let me silence my phone and put it on airplane mode. So here's what I mean. Okay. If you are used to, let's start simple. You're used to walking. You walk three miles a day in one session. You go home from work, you go on a three mile walk. Okay. That's something that you've been doing for the last, I don't know, let's just say five years. And for the last year, you've been dealing with a low back issue, some sciatica going down to the knee. Okay. And you ask me, okay, Grant, I'm ready to do this. Uh, can I keep doing my walks? So let's apply my exact question. Are you used to doing it? Yes. I've been doing it for the last five years. Does it increase your symptoms? No, it does not increase my sciatica. It doesn't increase my low back pain. I feel totally fine doing it. Okay. Then keep doing it. Not a problem at all. Now let's change the answers. Hey, Grant, I, I walk, you know, three miles after work every day. Can I keep doing it? Well, is your body used to doing it? Have you, have you been doing it for a significant amount of time? Um, yeah, you know, this is something I've been doing for the last five years. Okay, does it increase your symptoms? Uh, yeah, it does. Around two miles, I start to feel that sciatica um, increase in my leg. Okay, how far down does it go? To the knee. Okay, does it, does it always go down to the knee normally outside of walking? Yeah, 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 it never goes past the knee. Okay, so it stays in a familiar location. Got it. And when you're done with that walk, does it go away? 
does that sadaka go away once you get back home, you sit down or lay down, does it go away and it doesn't linger and it's no problem? Yeah, yeah, it's no problem. Okay, keep walking. Keep walking then. Final scenario. Hey, Grant, can I keep doing my through my through mile walks? Is this something your body's used to? Yeah, yeah, I'm used to it. Been doing it five years. Okay. Does it increase your symptoms? Yeah, it does. It, uh, you know, sends it down to my knee, place that I'm used to. Okay. When you're done with the walk, does it stay there? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it'll kind of it'll kind of hang out the rest of the evening. Okay, then we might want to back off. Maybe since you start to feel that around the two mile mark, maybe we cut your three mile walk back to two miles until we see some significant improvement within the program, which should occur around two to three weeks. Then we can start to increase that mileage and go to two and a half miles. Okay, solid two and a half. Okay, now let's go back to the three. Okay, now you're doing the three and the symptoms aren't lingering, perfect. Let's keep doing the three, and we can increase from there. Make sense? That's the process. That's the question and answer process. Now, let's just, you know, you can apply that to anything. Um, let's say you are, oh my gosh, a, a basketball player. You really love playing basketball on the weekends uh, with the guys or with the girls, um, and that is something that you're used to. The question and answer process is the exact same that I just took you through, okay? Where the difficulty lies is when you're feeling really good, really fast, and this has happened. If you are my most recent, one of my more recent online clients out there that are listening to this, you know I'm talking about you, and it's okay. We've, we've already crossed this bridge, so it's all good. We've learned from it. If you are feeling really, really good, and you're thinking, hey, you know what? I used to play tennis all the time. So I'm going to go play tennis because I'm feeling so good just two months into the program. And you go and you play 45 minutes straight, rigorous, high intensity. And I ask you, hey, when was the last time you played tennis? And you say a year ago. <laughs> all right, that's a, that's, that's, a, that's a risk. And most likely you're going to flare up. And in this particular situation, they did. They did flare up and we had to go through a flare up process, kind of my, my flare up protocol, get them through that and then get them back to what they're doing. So in that scenario, that is something that they did in the past, but it is not something that their body was currently adapted to. So they should not have done it because their body's not adapted to it. So you can keep training, generally speaking, whatever training is to you. For some people, training is going on runs. For some people, training is doing, you know, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. For some people, training is, you know, the workouts that I do, going to the gym and just, you know, deadlift, squats, bench pressing, lunging, doing these kind of typical workouts. That's training to some people, right? So it depends on if your body is currently used to doing it, if it causes symptoms, and if those symptoms linger after the activity is done. So the checklist, I'm, I'm empowering you here, memorize this checklist, okay, because this is going to protect you immensely. This is going to prevent flare-ups, and this could potentially save you a ton of money because guess what? When people go through flare-ups, they panic. Oh my God, my, my symptoms are so bad. It's, it's going further down my leg. My back can hardly move. Maybe I should go to the ER. Low back issues are like one of the number one reasons for unnecessary ER visits, okay? ER visits are not cheap, okay? Now, I know that's specific to the US. I have a lot of clients that are international, so whatever applies, okay? But it can save you a significant amount of expense 
to prevent these sort of flare-ups and or maybe you you know oh my gosh I gotta do something bad about it now you go see the wrong provider and you get signed up on some ineffective program or you meet with a surgeon and you don't really need surgery yet it's not really indicated but now you're being told you do because at that moment it's so bad and then you pay for a $10,000 surgery right you don't want to have flare-ups you want to avoid them so memorize this checklist okay I don't care what you do I don't care if it's deadlifting and squatting and lunges in the gym. I don't care if it's CrossFit. I don't care if it's basketball. I don't care if it's bowling. I don't care if it's golf, if it's, te- if it's tennis, whatever. It doesn't matter. The checklist you need to go through is, am I currently used to doing it? If you've been doing it consistently, let's say for the last at least six months, okay, then that would be a yes. If no, then, <laughs> then obviously it would be a no. Does it increase your symptoms? If the answer to that is no, doesn't increase symptoms, then you're still in the green zone, right? Green light, yep, all the way. If the answer is yes, well, then it depends on the following question, the third question. When it increases the symptoms, do they linger afterwards? Do they remain? If you say, oh no, they immediately go away, then no problem. Hurt doesn't equal harm. Don't be afraid of some pain. Some pain is normal. It's what we do with that pain that can lead to disability and suffering. In immediately limiting your movement, limiting your activity, uh, creating avoidance of these things can cause much greater issues. That's where chronic pain lives, is avoiding, avoiding, avoiding to where you're eventually afraid to do anything and you're doing nothing, okay? So a little bit of pain is okay if it goes away when the activity is done. No worries. You know, produce, no worse, no worse. It's, it's all good. If those symptoms linger, however, if they're pushing symptoms further down the leg, they stay down the leg for maybe a few hours after it, maybe the next day your, your soreness is increased. That's maybe not such a good idea. That's something you need to address. You need to scale it. So if you're working with me, we would either modify the duration, modify the frequency, modify the intensity, or add in specific rehab exercises to help that particular activity not feel bad because it might need a more specific approach for that specific activity, whatever the task requirements are on your body. So these are the things you need to think about. I want my clients to stay active. My job is to get my online clients back to the things that they love. My job is to get you doing the things you want to do more and pain-free. That's my job. So sometimes I might say, Hey, you know what? Everything you just told me, it's totally cool. Keep doing it. Just communicate with me if you're going to plan on doing anything more. Or sometimes I might say, hey, you know what? X, Y, E, Z is okay. But because you're telling me that, you know, this thing over here, you know, you're not used to it. It does increase symptoms and the symptoms kind of linger. Yeah, let's, let's maybe not do that. Okay, let's, let's maybe hold off on that one for now. And then when you're in a better place, when you're in a more bulletproof place, then we can start to bring that back in and ensure that you are able to do everything that you want to do by the end of this six-month program. You should be able to do whatever you want because a healthy spine is one that can move in all directions. And true recovery looks like zero hesitation to participate in the things that you want to do and zero lack of confidence in your spine. That's what true recovery looks like. Hey, want to go hit a leg workout? Absolutely. Let's go do it right now. Hey, want to go play a, you know, pickup game of basketball or football? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. No hesitation. Keep it going. That is, that's what true recovery looks like. 
Okay, so that's where you should be by the end of your program. If you're currently in a program, that is the stance on if you can or you should keep training. If you are not in a rehab program yet, that's how you should start to transition into that with the right coaching, of course. If you have any questions on this podcast, please leave them as a comment on YouTube. If you're listening on your favorite podcast, please, please leave a five-star rating if you feel it's deserved. Please leave a review with something that you learned if you feel that this is beneficial. If you're on YouTube, please leave a comment with any questions uh, or just leave a comment for the algorithm. Please like and subscribe. And if you or anyone you know is struggling with low back issues, does not have a structured plan, is not sure how to go about it because they continue to flare the low back up, trying to keep training or do whatever with this low back issue, then message me, let me know, submit an application, let me help you so that we can prevent the number one disability in the world, which is low back pain. And we can continue to share this message with the millions and millions and millions of people out there that are suffering from lower back issues that are struggling to get back to 100% quality of life and living their life the way that they want to and achieving their goals. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great day.